Section 20 of Prayers and Meditations by Samuel Johnson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1782, the 18th of March. Having been, from the middle of January, distressed by a cold which made my respiration very laborious, and from which I was but little relieved by being blooded three times, having tried to ease the oppression of my breast by frequent opiates, which kept me waking in the night and drowsy the next day, and subjected me to the tyranny of vain imaginations, having to all this added frequent cathartics, sometimes with mercury, I at last persuaded Dr. Lawrence, on Thursday the 14th of March, to let me bleed more copiously. Sixteen ounces were taken away, and from that time my breath has been free, and my breast easy. On that day I took little food, and no flesh. On Thursday night I slept with great tranquillity. On the next day, the 15th, I took diacodium, and had a most restless night. Of the next day I remember nothing, but that I rose in the afternoon, and saw Mrs. Lennox and Sheward. Sunday the 17th. I lay late and had only palfrey to dinner. I read part of Waller's directory, a pious rational book, but in any except a very regular life, difficult to practice. It occurred to me that though my time might pass unemployed, no more should pass uncounted, and this has been written today in consequence of that thought. I read a Greek chapter, prayed with Francis, which I now do commonly, and explained to him the Lord's Prayer, in which I find connection not observed, I think, by the expositors. I made punch for myself and my servants, by which, in the night, I thought both my breast and imagination disordered. March the 18th. I rose late, looked a little into books, saw Miss Reynolds and Miss Thrale, and Nicolada. Afterwards Dr. Hunter came for his catalogue. I then dined on tea, etc., then read over part of Dr. Lawrence's book, De Temperamentis, which seems to have been written with a troubled mind. My mind has been for some time much disturbed, that the peace of God be with me. I hope tomorrow to finish Lawrence, and to write to Mrs. Aston, and to Lucy. The 19th. I rose late. I was visited by Mrs. Thrale, Mr. Cotton, and Mr. Crofts. I took Lawrence's paper in hand, but was chill. Having fasted yesterday, I was hungry, and dined freely, then slept a little and drank tea, then took candles and wrote to Aston and Lucy, then went on with Lawrence, of which little remains. I prayed with Francis. Men sedatior. Lousdale. Tomorrow Shore comes. I think to finish Lawrence and write to Langton. Poor Lawrence has almost lost the sense of hearing, and I have lost the conversation of a learned, intelligent, and communicative companion, and a friend whom long familiarity has much endeared. Lawrence is one of the best men whom I have known. Nostrum omnium miserere Deus. Shaw came. I finished reading Lawrence.
I dined liberally, wrote a long letter to Langton and designed to read, but was hindered by Strahan. The ministry is dissolved. I prayed with Francis and gave thanks. Tomorrow, to Mrs. Thrale, to write to Hector, to Dr. Taylor. The 21st, I went to Mrs. Thrale. Mr. Cox and Paradise met me at the door and went with me in the coach. Paradise is lost. In the evening wrote to Hector. At night there were eleven visitants. Conversation with Mr. Cox. When I waked I saw penthouses covered with snow. The 22nd. I spent the time idly. Men's Tabata. In the afternoon it snowed. At night I wrote to Taylor about the pot, and to Hamilton about the Fidera. I came home, and found that Desmolins had, while I was away, been in bed. Letters from Langton and Boswell. I promised six guineas. The 24th, Sunday. I rose not early. Visitors Allen, Davis, Wyndham, Dr. Hawley, dinner at Strahan's, came home and chatted with Williams, and read Romans 9 in Greek. Tomorrow begin again to read the Bible, put rooms in order. Copy L's letter. At night I read 11 pages and something more of the Bible, in 55 minutes. 26. Tuesday. I copied L's letter, then wrote to Mrs. Thrale. Cox visited me. I sent home Dr. Lawrence's papers with notes. I gave a guinea and found her a gown. The 27th, Wednesday, at Harley Street. Bad nights. In the evening, Dr. Bromfield and his family. Merlin Stillyard given me. The 28th, Thursday, I came home. Sold Rhymer for Davies. Wrote to Boswell. Visitors Dr. Percy, Mr. Crofts. I have, in ten days, written to Aston, Lucy, Hector, Langton, Boswell, perhaps to all by whom my letters are desired. The weather, which now begins to be warm, gives me great help. I have hardly been at church this year, certainly not since the 15th of January. My cough and difficulty of breath would not permit it. This is the day on which, in 1752, dear Tetty died. I have now uttered a prayer of repentance and contrition. Perhaps Tetty knows that I prayed for her. Perhaps Tetty is now praying for me. God help me. Thou, God, art merciful. Hear my prayers, and enable me to trust in thee. We were married almost seventeen years, and have now been parted thirty. I then read eleven pages from Exodus 36 to Leviticus 7. I prayed with Francis and used the prayer for Good Friday. The 29th. Good Friday. After a night of great disturbance and solicitude, such as I do not remember, I rose, drank tea, but without eating, and went to church. I was very composed, and coming home, read Hammond on one of the psalms for the day. I then read Leviticus. Scott came in. A kind letter from Gastrel. 
I read on, then went to evening prayers, and afterwards drank tea with buns, then read till I finished Leviticus 24. To write to Gastrel tomorrow, to look again into Hammond. The 30th, Saturday. Visitor's Paradise, and I think hoarsely, read 11 pages of the Bible, I was faint, dined on herrings and potatoes. At prayers, I think, in the evening, I wrote to Gastrel and received a kind letter from Hector. At night, low, prayed with Francis. The 31st, Easter Day, read 15 pages of the Bible. Kaitira Alibi At the table, Almighty God, by whose mercy I am now permitted to commemorate my redemption by our Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that this awful remembrance may strengthen my faith, enliven my hope, and increase my charity, that I may trust in thee with my whole heart, and do good according to thy power. Grant me the help of thy Holy Spirit, that I may do thy will with diligence, and suffer it with humble patience so that when thou shalt call me to judgment, I may obtain forgiveness and acceptance, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. At departure, or at home, grant, I beseech thee, merciful Lord, that the designs of a new and better life, which by thy grace I have now formed, may not pass away without effect. Incite and enable me, by thy Holy Spirit, to improve the time which thou shalt grant me, to avoid all evil thoughts, words, and actions, and to do all the duties which thou shalt set before me. Hear my prayer, O Lord, for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen. These prayers I wrote for Mrs. Lucy Porter. Footnote. Daughter-in-law to Dr. Johnson and now living at Litchfield. End footnote. In the latter end of the year 1782, and transcribed them the 9th of October 1784. On leaving Mr. Thrale's family, the 6th of October 1782. Almighty God, Father of all mercy, help me by thy grace that I may with humble and sincere thankfulness remember the comforts and conveniences which I have enjoyed at this place, and that I may resign them with holy submission, equally trusting in thy protection when thou givest and when thou takest away. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, have mercy upon me. To thy fatherly protection, O Lord, I commend this family. Bless, guide, and defend them that they may so pass through this world as finally to enjoy in thy presence everlasting happiness. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. The 7th of October. I was called early. I packed up my bundles and used the foregoing prayer, with my morning devotion somewhat, I think, enlarged. Being earlier than the family, I read St. Paul's farewell in the Acts and then read fortuitously in the Gospels, which was my parting use of the library. End of section 20